0: This program is financially supported by the fundings from the European Commission. You are listening to the EPU Access Cast, the first official podcast from European Blind Union about assistive technology for blind and partially sighted people.
1: And here are the hosts. Welcome to the ninth episode of the EVU Access Cast. We managed to get to the ninth episode, believe it or not. My name is Mario Percinic, and here from Luxembourg, we are doing the podcast with, I'm doing the podcast with a few of my friends. One of them is Jakob Rosin from Estonia. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Yeah, It's all right. Bye. And here with us, we have Tanya Kleut hi hello how's everybody
2: ah oh, just you know we're recording this on sunday so um it's like weekend vibes the last ones it's evening it's afternoon, oh yeah it's time so for,
3: easy peasy <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: i i always think you know that weekends should have one more day just oh yeah that's true miss one or more day
3: i agree yes
1: Actually, you know, there was a, I just read a few days ago, an article where uh, some countries are starting slowly to implement the feature where the people would be free on Friday, which would be great.
2: Yeah, four-day work week, it's a good idea, but uh, probably the people who, like, want to make money out of all of it, oh, they, don't, they don't like it, really, <laughs> because you get, like, yeah. one less day, but I, I really do agree it's, it's super useful.
1: Yeah, that would, that would be great. If this thing would come up in the next few years, I wouldn't complain at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so what's new guys? I've bought some new technology. Oh, you did?
2: Yes. I, um, I'm trying to get into the smartphone, uh, sm- not smartphone, smart home ecosystem and um, starting to make my home a little bit smarter. So I got a few Google um, Home Mini devices. Um, so now I have a Google device in every room. So one is in the hallway when you come into the house. Another one is in the living room. Another one is yet in the bathroom. And another one is in my bedroom. So whenever I say that Google word, so, um, I don't want to say it because it would hear <laughs> me. Um, it would hear me and I can do, um, you know, play music and uh, and uh, I set up some routines because I got a few smart plugs as well. I can turn on some lights and uh, turn on, uh, I have a humidifier in here because the air is really dry because we mm. have a compulsory ventilation system in the house and it makes the air really dry so I got a humidifier. Um, so whenever I say it's good morning, what it does, it turns on, the humidifier tells me my weather, my calendar gives me a little news briefing and then plays my very favorite radio station in every room. So um, I, I I really, really like that as well. And also, by the way, I got a robotic vacuum cleaner, which I really, really love. It's very cute. Just runs around the rooms and cleans everything. Oh, wow. and
3: it works well?
2: It works very well. It um, um, The first one I got was a defective... So I had to send it back and they gave me a new one and uh, this one works very well, has been cleaning every day last uh, <laughs> week and a half and uh, my house, well I cannot see it obviously but um, people who come in say that, hey it's, um, well I told them and then the, they, they told me that it's, it's way 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 better, no, like, okay. it, it wasn't very dirty the, <laughs> before <laughs> but you, know, you can <laughs> see some dust and all that it goes away. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like it. And you can you, you really notice it because uh, I have to empty the dust container anyway, and uh, it's always full. Mm-hmm. Um, I have set it so that every day at noon um, when I'm at home, it, uh, it uh, goes on its cycle and does its run and then um, comes back and sends me a little notification on my phone saying that everything is clean. Uh, oh,
1: great. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And what about the object detection? Is it... Uh- Aware of that, and how does it work?
2: Yeah, it's really aware. Um, it what it does, it never bumps. It has never bumped into anything. It always goes um, steers away. So it doesn't mm. go, and it, it's very good at going between the legs of the chairs. Um, mm-hmm. First few times, I put the uh, the, the 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 chairs, uh, which are at the dining table, on the table, so it would be able to go under the table. But it managed without me doing that as well, so I'm not doing it anymore. It it even goes under the bed and all that, so it detects the objects very well. It doesn't have the fancy camera system, though. It does lasers and uh, tons of different sensors, uh, ultrasound sensors and all that. Um, And it maps the room, but it doesn't do the camera things, which... uh, some of the robot vacuums that do, which they well what they actually do is they uh, draw a map of your house on your phone mm-hmm. screen, mm-hmm. and you can uh, tell it where to go or where not to go. Uh, mine doesn't do that. I thought that it's not going to be accessible anyway, so I'm not going to bother with paying more uh, for the feature, and I never could use. Okay. So yeah, uh, but it, it works very well. Uh, I really like it. It's called Worwerk. Vorwerk uh, a company which most people haven't heard before. But if you read the reviews of their Cobalt 200, Cobalt VR 200 robots, it's uh, it's it's very nice. I, I really liked it. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Was it expensive?
2: Well, yeah, not, not, not too cheap. I didn't want to get the cheapest model because um, I read the reviews and they weren't that um, cherry. What I wanted to do essentially is I wanted something which would... Um, replace 90% of what I would do with a regular, powerful vacuum cleaner. And this okay, is really right. powerful. So it's about, it's around 600-700 uh, euros, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's 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 comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, uh, and you can... Uh, it, it comes with a little remote, so uh, you can use it as a remote control for it. You can steer it around. So it's like a little remo- uh, remote-controlled uh, car. So you press, like up arrow it goes forward right arrow it goes right okay arrow, yeah right, so you can you know play a little game with it if you want to yeah
3: so, so yeah. and the corners uh, so it cleans correctly uh, yeah so so yeah. the
2: thing with it is it's not round as most uh, robotic vacuums are um, mm-hmm. it's sort of triangular uh, mm-hmm. so it can uh, it can go uh, into yeah. corners as well
3: hmm. yeah okay
1: all right Sounds interesting to re- to re- reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> I can um I can probably
2: throw up a little demo. Um, I was planning to do another demo, but why not make it two on two of them. Um, of the app. Um, the app isn't well. It's not one hundred percent accessible, but it's accessible enough. It's easy to use. Um, and do a little demo of the robot if 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 anybody wants.
1: Nice.
3: I would like yeah. to hear that.
2: <laughs> sure, I will. I will do it.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: All right. <clears throat> so, and what about this synchronized playing, uh, since you get so many home devices? Are, are they all playing the same content in the same time?
2: So what I can do is I have set up some groups. Um, you can you make a group. Um, I have... A group, which is all rooms, so every Google place, and then I have a background group, so it plays in the hallway in the bathroom uh, and in the bedroom so there, so for example, what I do is i just, when i 'm at home and not recording like right now, I yeah. throw a uh, bird songs and nature songs playlist on the background one, so it doesn 't play very loudly in the living room where i 'm at the most times, but it plays in the background, sort of you get uh, some bird songs, some uh, rain and uh, waterfall sounds. Um, to make, like, little ambience. Um, okay. Or to play different stuff in different rooms. So the trouble there is uh, you get one Spotify account, for example, per per the whole setup. So I cannot play one artist in one room and another artist in another room, but I can play, for example, Spotify in the bedroom and uh, TuneIn in radio in the living room. Um, okay, and, uh, but if you're playing, stuff, for yeah. example,
1: the same, let's say, the same stream uh, mm-hmm. all over, yeah. uh, do they sound the same or there is yeah. a small lag no there is isn't... no delay
2: at all it sounds super similar it's it's there is no delay at all if you, you if there is a delay there is a correction feature you can uh, correct the delay as well so uh, but it's very good at syncing it up it's no delay at all so it's okay the same thing in the same room at the same time
1: okay well that's that's cool to know yeah
2: yeah great i know oh, and also i got a new recorder <laughs> A little portable recorder, Zoom H1n. Um, I used to have a Zoom H1, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the it's it's the and recorder now, I have. And I have lots of different recorders, but uh, this is one of those news. recorders I use. Uh, I just throw it in my bag, and uh, when I need it during the day, um, it's sort of a uh, recorder where when which I take everywhere. So if it breaks, it's not that expensive. I'm not that terrified uh, of it. Um, So, yeah, it's my daily recorder, per se, because I have another recorder, which I take with me for specific recording reasons. Um, But the H1N, I really like it. It's very tiny, portable. It works well. Um, So
1: I recommend that as well.
3: Oh, great. Okay, great. Lots of new gadgets. Lots of new gadgets, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah. I also got new gadgets. Uh, I I got a unit called Milestone... 312 which is basically also recorder and a daisy player but it's talking one it's a european product it comes from switzerland and speaking of the quality of the recording can it can record up to 320k in mp3 so uh, it gives pretty good quality and it has its own internal mic but you can connect also uh, another mic if you want to or a stereo mic or you can plug it into the line in source uh a line out source of some device and then record it like that and um, the device has uh, 12 gigs of internal memory and you can use also the sd cards with it and uh, besides those features it has also a small Hardware additional add-ons which you can attach to the products, and then the unit becomes um, a color identifier. Or it can also um, there's another add-on which I don't have, but uh, it's also able to detect the um, um, how's it called? It can it can detect the the codes from the products.
2: Oh, barcode reader.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a barcode reader. So the, it can do that as well, and there is also RFID chip on on that as well, RFID reader. So pretty much good unit, and it's uh, really small. That's the thing. And um, yeah, for the next episode, I can do the the small u- small small demos of of it. And uh, besides the milestone, I also got new Braille displays. Uh, one braille display from alva it's a 40 40 cells display um and what what else did i get um yeah i kind of moved to dark side uh, slowly because i got I- ipad in my house <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just got it yesterday so i didn't have too much time to play with it but uh, so far so good
2: as an apple fan i would say all the people who are using android eventually go to apple <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: how yeah. you start to use it yeah
2: that's how it starts next time <laughs> yeah. he has an iPhone already and then we, we, we
1: and hear then get an Mac- Apple watch yeah, <laughs> so. um, yeah well <laughs> <laughs> let's take it slowly guys <clears throat> um, yeah um, okay so lots of new tech stuff so we will have uh, new demos for new episodes but We have to check out what's going on around the world, because that's why we are here. So let's check out what's going on in the news.
0: And now, now. accessibility in the news.
1: So the first topic, uh, which we have for today, is the new March, basically new March update, which came out for the Seeing AI, uh, the famous app which became... uh, very much used for the last 2 years uh, since it came out in 2017 uh eventually what's going on uh, is that new update is bringing a new feature for uh, exploring the pictures um, i didn't use it since i don't have an iphone but i but now,
3: it. but now but now, now started I to be available on ipad
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i know that now it's of now it's uh, available on iPad, so I will check it out. <laughs> but uh, from what I read it's, and what I understood, it says that you are able to take the picture or upload or put the picture on from your phone, uh, and then it's able to describe you like which object is located where on the, on the picture. Is, is it true?
2: Yeah. yeah. So what what it does is you you, you have a picture and there is an explore feature and then it analyzes it again, and you can drag your finger around on the screen and when you hit an object which is visually the se- uh, there on the screen as well, it tells you what it is. So for example, I found a picture somebody put up a uh, screenshot of their television on Twitter and I analyzed that and I found out that there is a plant next to their TV and uh, the TV sits on the table. So. You, you wouldn't know that because the um, overview of the photo doesn't tell you that it tells you sure. that it's a screenshot of a television or something so that's really cool and by the way in the end of this podcast i'm going to make a little demo of how it works so you can hear uh, the descriptions of my living room probably
1: uh, okay that's cool.
3: great yes for me it was uh, interesting to see uh, also photos from my gallery because after some time you forget what photos you have in your phone gallery so I was able to hear what it says. And uh, I was happy because yesterday I prepared a homemade pizza and it recognizes well. So, so I was happy that um, the artificial intelligence could recognize my pizza.
1: Oh, wow. So <laughs> it, it, then that pizza was, for sure, that was good pizza.
3: Yeah, it was a very good pizza. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, <clears throat> so um, I think that this is a really cool feature for uh, for blind people, uh, both for people who could see something before, who, who got blind later and who really wanted to see how something looks on the photo. But it's also uh, very good for people who never saw something because right now you can really get like a new dimension uh, of the something what's, what's related on the photo. So, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. So, the next, after seeing AI, we have some news from the screen reader manufacturers uh, with Pero Group prepared the new March update of JAWS for 2019. Uh, it came out a few days ago. And uh, it looks like that this picture recognizing and AI services is all over the place because Jaws now is also able to detect the pictures and say what is on the picture.
3: Yes, indeed. I I tried uh, on my computer and um, I I tried to recognize a picture from uh, Windows Explorer that I had already from before. And it recognized correctly two people, one with sunglasses. Uh, It even tells me um like more precise details and then less precise details so um for some of the details the the program is not sure so the last was like vacation and but it was correct um so it identified correctly that it was outdoor and with two people etc so it's very good um okay did you try it as well
1: uh no, I have Joe's 2019 license and I just updated it today and I didn't have the time to test it out but mm. if you if you say it works I I will be glad to try it.
3: Yeah, no, it yeah. works.
1: That's good. They also got uh, some new stability fixes and uh, one of the new things which I found personally interesting was uh, the announcement that from the April version of the Chrome, which will come out in April, uh, JAWS will be able to copy the same content as it used to do in the Internet Explorer. So basically, if you would need to copy all the content of the website for any kind of reports or whatever you're doing, uh, now you will be able to do that from Google Chrome as well. So that's that's really so it's cool. It's going to be yeah easier
2: and faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So that's that's cool. And there are a bunch of other things. Uh, we will put the link in the show notes about it, what's new. And uh, if you're a JAWS user, go ahead and do the update. And, of course, after JAWS comes another screen reader uh, called NVDA because NV Access gave us also uh, the now there is a 2019.1 first beta is out. And uh, they have a bunch of uh, new features, specifically, like, in total, there are, like, 47 n- new improvements. in, And most of them are basically related to the Office 365, like, mm, uh, improvements. For, yeah, for Office 365, Office uh, 2016, uh, Word and Excel. They got new languages, uh, new Braille tables integrated. So uh, lots of cool new stuff. Um both of the companies, uh, NV Access and Vispero were on the season, and basically also all the others, uh, all the others who are important in the accessible uh, technology industry, they were there. So, um, <clears throat> if uh, somebody was on season and wants to give us report how it was, uh, please do tell us, because we stayed at home this year, so we don't know. <laughs> Next thing, what we have um, are two announcements for the gamers. Yeah, uh, when when I used to, when I was younger, I used to do a lots of accessible uh, games. I used to play. Yeah, um, but uh, right now, it's from time to time. It's really cool to you know uh, give your brain a little sp- spin around with a few games. So the first announcement uh, is coming from Google. Basically, both of them are coming from Google. But the first one um, is the announcement that right now users of the Android devices, uh, smartphones and tablets can search for the games uh, on the Play Store and they can find the accessible game category. Uh, so when you go there, you can see which games are uh, done with the accessibility in mind. There is also uh, on the link which you will find. There is also documentation. Uh, how do you how you can make your games accessible? So that's that's also cool. Yeah, for other developers. Yeah, 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 for the other developers. And eventually, yeah, there are a f- uh, few games already out on the Play Store which are uh, working very well with the TalkBack. So. You can go ahead and try them out. And uh, the other thing is, I don't know if you noticed, guys, but you can play games on your home devices. I mean, Google Home, home oh. devices. What, what yeah, kind yeah.
3: Yes, oh. I, I tried that. And um, I asked Google to guess uh, my age. And it was wrong. <laughs> so I was not really happy. Because according to Google, I was, uh, I am three years older, (laughs) but okay, well. So how um, does it do that? Sorry?
2: How does it do this?
3: I don't know, but maybe according to some information, I guess. Uh, Let's try it,
2: hang on, let's try it. Hey Google, hey Google, guess my age. If you want me to
0: remember your birthday.
2: No, you don't want to remember, I want you to guess it. Okay, guess it. <laughs> it try, work. try to
3: ask what's my age.
2: Okay. What's my age?
0: You are
3: 29 years old.
2: No, okay. <laughs> <It doesn't work.
0: laughs>
3: yes, well. Right, okay. Um, but they're fun anyway. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And yeah, but then, uh, the one that I liked uh, very much is a trivia, general trivia. So, uh, you know, it's like a trivia game and then uh, it asks you for an A, B, C answer. And then you tell what you, for the answer that you think is correct. And uh, it has also specific trivia game. For example, uh, for, for music, which is nice, you hear... Uh, some seconds of a song and then you can guess what song is or the artist and you can specify a specific genre like you want rock or you want jazz etc so it's it's nice
1: Yeah, yeah there are um, a bunch of, of games for that out uh, I will put the link in the show notes so uh, if you have a Google Home device you can definitely try to do uh and play some games and tell us the results but it's it's fun yeah it's really cool and
3: and mario's results for music were great
1: (laughs) yeah well he's a musician as well
2: so
3: yes yeah but you know you each each genre that we uh selected he was you know 100 percent of results yeah no
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. so uh, I like to play quiz games anyway so this is this was this is fun mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: indeed quizzes are fun yeah um, all right after the games let's get more serious uh, because why we why should we get more serious because there are news from European institutions that uh, about something that's quite important for us who are blind or visually impaired, uh, the thing is that uh, European Accessibility Act started to appear on the horizon. Well, it's not officially out yet completely, but uh, uh, it's been the, the the European Parliament had a voting this week. Tanya, yes. is it right?
3: Yeah, indeed. So uh, the European Accessibility Act was approved on the parliamentary session uh, at the European Parliament on the 13th of March, so on Wednesday. And uh, with this act, uh, key products and services will need to be accessible. Uh, Generally, they indicate computers, smartphones, TV systems ATM machines uh, ticketing machines banking services ebooks uh, and transport services um, I'm curious to see uh, when uh, the directive will be in the official uh, in the European official journal to see what exactly this means because generally um, I, uh, for the moment I think it's vague uh because i didn't have the opportunity to read the, the document so mm-hmm. um but we will see soon this um because um this will come in a few months so uh the european council also needs officially to approve uh, the accessibility act and then later it will be published in the official journal and mm-hmm. enter into force uh Three years will be um, um, necessary, well, that, well, that necessary to transpose the directive into national le- legislation. So member states will have three years. And then six years to uh, apply those um, requirements into their products. Wow! Uh, so they do th- not uh, specify technical solutions because uh, they... Uh, require only that the products and the services are accessible, which in a sense will drive innovation. Uh, and also it's good because uh, the cost will be lower of those products because the same requirements will be for all Europe. Okay. Uh, and it's good for us because we, we should have more products and services uh, available for us. But let's see what is included and what's not. Because, for example, small small enterprises were excluded. Um, so, well, which is not good for us. But we need to start from somewhere. Small
2: enterprises essentially means all startups, I yes. guess, because they are very small. All, yes. uh, but they can get very big and very important yeah. really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So that's not very good. But yeah, I get why they do that. Mm.
3: Yes. And
1: also, from what I noticed, is that. Um, in the earlier stages of the Accessibility Act, there were some things which were unfortunately excluded, such as the accessibility requirements of, of the European institutions or the uh, accessibility requirements of the… No,
3: of no, the... just to correct you, just to correct you, because the directive as such always applies on national level. The directive never applies on European institutions. Uh, Usually European institutions are encouraged and um, for European institution, I think we would need a separate legislation, whatever it would be, but it is not unfortunately the same as the directive because the directive as such, general, not the specific one, but all directives apply to national level. Okay. Yes.
1: All right. But um, what I wanted to say is that also the transport uh, features are now excluded from the accessibility act. If I'm if I'm correct.
3: Well, uh, we have to see what exactly because okay. indeed I also read that some parts of the transport are excluded, mm-hmm. but it is also indicated as. Uh, part of the Accessibility Act, so we have to see what is included and what is excluded. Exactly. Uh, I I think what is really a problem uh, for me uh, is that uh, very often online booking is not accessible. For example, when I have to travel, uh, most of the European online airplane services are not accessible. So uh, sometimes I have to phone them and book uh, via phone, which is completely different because you cannot have the full overview of prices, etc., which you can do. And
2: the confirmation that everything was written down correctly. Indeed,
3: yeah. indeed. So it is completely different. So I think this part together with uh, directly accessibility in the transport is also important.
1: OK. Um... We will see if uh, somebody from EDF will have more information about it because we are preparing the interview with people who, from uh, European Disability Forum uh, who were one of the first to publish this information about the Accessibility Act. So we will see if they will uh, have for us something new to say in the in the interview, which we'll will also publish in this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, So, speaking of, you know, accessibility of uh, certain appliances, uh, well, it's also important, or I think that it's important if you are living in uh, the cities which are becoming smart cities, uh, that all these smart cities are accessible. Uh, However, we found an article uh which is talking mostly about the smart cities in the states um that while on the on one side the smart cities are really cool on the other hand if you have a person with disabilities uh yeah it can you could have some problems
2: with it yeah for example new york was sued because they have installed in 2016 they installed some um, kiosks or, or or tablets with touchscreens on the streets where you could get information, but they weren't accessible. Hmm.
1: Yeah, correct. Or also, f- or also if you're buying like this e-ticketing they, stuff,
3: do you, you know could... did they changed the appliances? After? Yeah,
2: they did. From twenty seventeen, it's 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 become better. Hmm.
3: Yeah, because that's also important, you know, not just that you make a complaint and then it's not anything is nothing is changed.
1: Yeah. So um we will have a link in the show notes about the smart cities. Um and also there we found an information about um the plans for the smart cities developments in Europe. So we will have Link to that as well. So, if you are interested about this, uh, yep yeah, take a read because it's uh, something that's coming up. I mean, you you cannot avo- avoid it. It will it will be it will be uh, part of our future, and it's better to to react in advance than wait for something to come come up, and then when it's already installed, uh, it's much more harder to ch- to make changes than before so
3: yeah, yeah. A- and I think that this can only benefit us in the case if this is accessible of course but uh, I think uh, that for us smart cities can really just benefit us but um, the the accessibility question really needs to be emphasized if not it becomes difficult
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah okay so enough of the smart cities now let's uh, let's go to something that's that kind of struck me for the moment when I when I found this information and eventually uh, what happened well about three weeks ago European disability forum published the report where they analyzed the Accessibility level of the public sector websites from the oh. European governments.
3: Of the parliaments of uh, all member states. So, all national parliaments were analyzed in yeah. that report. So, the report uh, is uh, Democracy, Digital Accessibility, and European Union. Uh, and they analyzed uh, uh, so websites of uh, national parliaments... And European Parliament included.
1: And the European uh, Parliament got got the worst results. This,
3: yeah, this was <laughs> this was uh, very bad for the European Parliament. Uh, so um, generally, the results were really bad. Uh, so uh, they analyzed the websites according to the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines 2.1. And uh, only Denmark and Netherlands uh, have a good score, meaning eighty more than eighty percent of accessible content. Mm-hmm. But the rest was generally poor, and the European European Parliament EuroParl website results as uh, the most inaccessible. Uh, they have uh, fifty-five point seven or eight, I'm not sure, percent of accessible content, Uh, which is really bad because I know that at the European Parliament, uh, they are interested to uh, work on accessibility, but I think that the work was not continuous and because of that, uh, the result is as it is. However, this report will surely encourage the work on accessibility because uh, the web directive will be uh, now already valid from September 2019 for new websites, but for uh, existing websites, it's from September 2020, so it's very soon. And this is surely an occasion to emphasize this need. And the parliament, even though the web directive is not directly applied, uh, has to Give uh, good examples to all other institutions, and right. uh, the uh, the issues that are uh, listed are um, no or wrong alternative text, uh, bad markup, um, no closed captions, or no sign language, or no audio description, which uh, happens for parla- parliamentary sessions. Uh-huh. Um I can uh guess that why closed captions are difficult because uh the closed captions uh, so the um, uh, the speech goes live and it needs to be translated but there are uh, solutions of course like the sign language etc so um of course if there is a will there is a solution Um, And, um, and, yes, I said markup, like headings, and some menus are not accessible, etc. So, this will sure push something forward.
1: If I'm correct, there was also mention about the PDF documents being inaccessible as well.
3: Indeed. Indeed, PDF documents are generally inaccessible. And uh, this depends also on the tool because even though you make the original document accessible, then you use the tool that doesn't keep the markup and then the end result in the PDF is completely inaccessible. So in that sense, also the tool needs to be there and um, then you have to check it and and to correct it. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I can say is that, I mean, some of the people, uh, including uh, some of us who are right now here in the podcast, work or used to work for the parliament on exactly the same thing, uh, the the web accessibility or the the accessibility in general um, of the, let's say, IT products or applications. However, what I can say uh, is that from from our point of view uh we did all the best we could and we are you know people that are that are doing there that i'm in contact with there they're still doing good good job the problem is the problem uh which is now being registered and i'm on one side on one on one point happy that it's became registered is that you know once the person with disability do do the do their job uh, then those changes needs to be applied and if there is no internal policy in the institutions which which should say the web accessibility should be something what must be done then you know you are never sure that something that this that the work you you have done on the accessibility will be accomplished at the end and uh, basically that's why we have the results as as they are right now? So um, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm really hoping that <clears throat> though it looks uh, bad from certain point right now, that this will really e- encourage people to do more because hey, come on, <laughs> we're talking about the institutions which has to be the leader at certain points uh, and. Well, let's see if uh, the results will change in the upcoming months slash years because uh I mean as much as we want something to be accessible overnight, it's not possible um no, no. it's not possible. You need a months of dialogue uh and explanation with developers i mean I but not work-
3: only you know there is all a procedure and contracts who does what et cetera so Absolutely. It it takes time, but it's important at least that you're working on that and that once will be available. So you need to work on that. Yes.
1: And as I say, I mean, this is really good that the institutions for people with disabilities are pushing towards the changes. So, um, yeah, we will, we will talk about that also with people from EDF in the interview. So, uh, stay with us for the interview and I hope that we will get some news for you about it so that's about it for this podcast uh, at least from the news sections for now but don't go away don't go away because we got the interview coming and we also got a demo from Jakob about seeing AI Uh, and the robot and what? And the robot, and the robot. Oh, yeah, Mr. Robot, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, so, as always, we are looking forward to getting your feedback. Um, as I already mentioned earlier, if somebody was on season and if you have some reports for us, please do send us because we are cu- curious to see how it was. And you have, if you have a good report or even audio interview with somebody yeah we will be very happy to publish it and of course we are um, available on our email on our podcast page spotify tuning uh, all, all all the possible services um and yeah itunes um uh, Whatever you have, you can, you can listen to us wherever you, wherever you want. Um, so, until the next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.
3: <laughs> bye.
1: I have a special guest with me in the EBU Access cast. And this is Alejandro Moledo from EDF. Hello.
4: Hello, how are you?
1: Hey, it's pretty good over here. How is in Brussels?
4: It's good, you know Brussels. <laughs> so you <laughs> yeah. cannot you cannot say it's um is good and it will it will last. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's okay. Everything right? good.
1: Good, good. Well, we got a uh, two things to talk about in our interview, and um, these are special news which. Uh, Became recent in the last few weeks. Uh, the one of them speaks about the voting of European Accessibility Act in the European Parliament, and uh, the second thing is the report which uh, the EDF has done uh, with the in collaboration with the Site Improve about the accessibility of the national government's website, is it correct?
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, So, let's jump first to the European Accessibility Act, if you don't mind. Not at Um, all. So, what eventually has happened? Can you describe to our listeners?
4: Well, um... You know, the the European Disability Forum, and we are, as you know, uh, we are an umbrella organization of uh, representing um, cross-cutting disability perspective. so we our members are like um, ebu or the european union of the deaf and and uh, autism europe inclusion europe and also those organizations on national level representing also the the disability movement in their countries for many years o- over a decade we were campaigning for a piece of legislation um, accessibility legislation for products and services in the eu and uh, after many years waiting for the proposal and finally in 2015 the the Commission presented a piece of legislation, a proposal that then it was discussed by the Parliament, the European Parliament and by the Council, uh, the Council representing the the governments of uh, of the 28 member states at -hmm. that time. So finally after over three years of negotiations, um, they finally reached an agreement on, on this proposal, uh, which has its pros and cons. So it's a, a little bit of a bittersweet moment for the disability movement because finally we have this very first piece of legislation um, providing accessibility requirements for a, um, a set of products and services in the internal market, and, but also uh, it missed out uh, some key demands from from the European disability movement, with regards particularly on the built environment, which uh, remained as a voluntary clause that member states can use at national level, and. Um, key aspects of uh, transport services, for example, and other uh, products that were missed uh, could be like uh, household appliances, for example. Mm-hmm. But despite despite these uh, shortcomings, which are certainly uh, regrettable, but this shows a little bit the, the lack of ambition, especially on the side of member states that they don't want Brussels to tell them how to make things accessible. Um, the directive does, in my view, uh, provide a very good... Um, basis for accessibility in the EU because uh, the Commission was smart in proposing uh, an internal market directive uh, meaning that every product that is placed on the internal market uh, regardless in which country uh, if that product is covered by the Accessibility Act, it will need to respect the accessibility requirements that were specified in the in this piece of legislation. Because we've seen that many times that, um, that uh, we include this um, obligation uh, or this provision to, to buy accessibly, but then people don't know industry, public administration, they don't know what accessibility means. So what a very good thing of the Accessibility Act is that it details down what accessibility means in accessibility requirements. Accessibility requirements that then will be uh, even more detailed down In standards, which which are basically the technical documents that uh, that industry uh, and public procurers, for example, use when they want to buy accessible. So um, uh, now I'm going to say the 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 good stuff of the accessibility act, which I think is very important that we underline that the act has a very strong ICT component. So a lot of new technologies. So. Computers, operating systems, self-service um, terminals, ATMs, um, ticketing Smart machines, TVs. yeah, and uh, e-commerce. Imagine all e-commerce websites and mobile apps or any kind of website or mobile app that sells you mm, whatever thing, that needs to be accessible. E-books, for example, ebooks are included. All new e-books placed in the internal market We'll need to comply with most probably the standard that includes the DAISY the DAISY requirements, and the the web accessibility requirements in, in 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 the electronic book. So any kind of new ebook put in the market, on sold in the market in the European market, will need to to be accessible. This is uh, this goes even further than other. Very well-known accessibility legislation, such as the one in the U.S., so it has these bits which are very, very important. Or another, another one that I'm particularly very much happy that we managed to achieve it: emergency services. Well, but I say emergency. What, what does that mean?
1: In, in, can you can you describe more? Like, what what does that mean for the emergency services?
4: Yeah, no, no, it's not so much the emergency services themselves, but how to communicate with them, so the emergency communication, so basically the 112 number, you know, the 112 okay. number is yeah. there, you can call uh, from any any member state, it's a European single number that you can use to, to call for an ambulance or the fireman, police, whatever, but uh, many people with disabilities, especially those who uh, are hard of hearing, deaf or those who have a, a speech impairment, Mm -hmm. they cannot uh, call on an equal basis with others. So how can you uh, contact uh, the emergency services if you cannot call? So for for the first time, the Accessibility Act also includes requirements to make telephony services and emergency communication accessible for people with disabilities. So you will not be only able to call by by voice uh, communication, so a regular call, but also uh, by by text by real-time text so sending characters as they are being typed mm-hmm. uh, and also by uh, video communication and this can be very useful not only for persons with disabilities so for anybody in in specific uh, situations so this is a it's a great achievement and um, not only will cover uh, mostly as i told you the the ict uh, bits um, but also the public uh, side of it because uh, when they, um, in, in using EU funds for example, or in, in public procurement, the member states should also be using the accessibility requirements of the of the act. so this will certainly I believe and I hope that this will force uh, companies and, and public administrations to uh, take accessibility as a core aspect that they need to verify in their contracts and this will create and will in- make that more products and services which are accessible for people with disabilities will be available in the in the internal market and now it will not be only the public authorities monitoring um, if the the um, the company a specific company is actually respecting the law it will be the market surveillance authorities which are these independent bodies uh, public bodies that actually um, are the ones checking other requirements of the, of the EU market, such as you know, safety, all those, all those aspects, safety, uh, health issues, uh, uh, privacy. So these will be the authorities responsible for ensuring that the Accessibility Act is respected. So as you can see, it has many aspects. It's a complex directive, but all yeah. in all, I think it will have a great impact in the, in the EU internal market for accessibility.
1: Okay, these are, these are good. <coughs> good news. Um however mm, I think that some of our listeners don't know that the accessibility act uh is just being voted now and currently it is not um uh, being active for the moment so uh, no it, of course it will, need, it will need it will need <laughs> some time to become
4: exactly uh, exactly 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 i mean usually uh, that's one of the problems uh, well problems is how it works uh, the 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 european union at the moment the the text the legal text has been um approved by the european parliament we mm-hmm. just missed the final adoption by the council so the 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 governments and once is uh, is adopted by the council which will happen um, at some point in april It will be translated in all EU official languages, published in the official journal of the EU. Mm -hmm. And then member states will have um, three years to change or to incorporate new legislation. So if they have previous accessibility legislation, they will need to update the legislation. Um, And if they don't have any accessibility legislation, they will need to incorporate what is included in the Accessibility Act. And this will take three years for member states to discuss nationally, and this is important because during these three years, uh, organisations of uh, persons with disabilities um, can um, start discussing with their governments and negotiate and see how they can even improve the European directive at national legislation, because a directive sets like the basic, the harmonised Uh, basic that everybody needs to respect, but then, for instance, if a member state wants to go beyond the, the directive and they say, okay, our building code for accessibility, uh, is, um, is, is, is outdated. So we can use the requirements of the Accessibility Act to update our building codes and make buildings and infrastructure more accessible. So during this three, peri- three years period, we expect that our members at national level, of, and of course the members of EBU, will be also advocating at national level for a proper an adequate transposition, as they call it, so basically to, to translate the European legislation into national legis- legislation and improve it, because you can, you can, you can improve it.
1: Yeah, that's an uh, absolutely good point to mention that in the next period, for the next three years, uh, the organization for people with disabilities will have, have to be very active on this mm-hmm. topic. Otherwise, uh, I think that we are not going to have sy- synchronized uh, or let's say similar systems in in the EU member states so mm-hmm. yeah that's for sure that's what's coming um <clears throat> okay um do you have anything else to add uh, regarding the stuff about uh, the key points that uh, were missing uh, in the in the EU in the accessibility act such as uh, uh, the problem with the transportation. So, I mean, is as far as I understand, uh, the thing is that, for example, uh, what I can mention is, uh, as as one example is that, for example, blind people have uh, lots of problems with uh, res- reserving online trips with the European airline companies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, those will that, be exactly. Yeah. Th-
4: those will be covered because these are e-commerce websites. Okay. And, and as well as banking services because i'm I'm partially sighted myself and i also uh, face many difficulties in in using ATMs and in using the online the online uh, banking um, systems yeah systems because i mean they don't they don't follow the they don't so follow the web accessibility guidelines mm-hmm. and uh, now they will be forced to do it and um, and uh, and on on for instance on um Airway companies uh, they they are an e-commerce website, and therefore their websites and mobile apps will need to comply with uh, the web content accessibility guidelines as well because it they are selling tickets online, so they right. are covered mm-hmm.
1: so it it doesn't matter if the company is uh private uh, private by the private owners or or the public one?
4: no it doesn't matter they okay. are covered yeah they are covered
1: okay mm-hmm. so we can say uh, that probably uh, better times for us Europeans are coming in the next yeah, few years. and
4: also th- think about something that I, I, I also realized that, for instance, now um, it doesn't happen with, with some providers, but in, other, in some specific ICT manufacturers, the, the most accessible devices are the ones that are most expensive. For instance, if you want to get a TV, and TVs are included in the Accessibility Act. Yeah, you need to spend a lot of money to get a TV with the accessibility features. With the Accessibility Act, once this legislation is enforced, all TVs, all TVs placed in the internal market, from the cheapest to the most expensive ones, they will need to have accessibility uh, features. So you won't be, you will not be forced to go for the most expensive if you want to get a. Uh, um, an accessible TV. So okay, I believe right, that, yeah. that these, these, these are good things. Same goes for uh, e-readers, for example, which are also included in the act. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, an iPad may be very accessible. It's an e-reader as well. It's a tablet. Tablets are included. But Kindle from Amazon, I mean, it includes some, some accessibility features, but it will need all kinds of e-readers also those which are not so, so advanced as uh, the Kindle or, or uh, in tablets, or as iPad, iPad yeah. they will need to include these accessibility features. So right. I believe that from a consumer point of view, we persons with disabilities, we will definitely benefit from this piece of legislation.
1: Nice. And uh, is the Accessibility Act covering also the European institutions or not? Nope. <laughs> no.
4: yeah, as usual, that's... and as, as it happened with the with the Web Accessibility Directive that was adopted in two thousand sixteen, uh, and that directive covers um, and that's already being implemented at national level. Um, this directive only covered public bodies' websites and mobile mm-hmm. apps, uh, but now the the Accessibility Act will cover the private side of it, the private sector as well.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But the EU is out of it, you know, the EU tells Member States, eh, you need to make your website accessible, but then they don't force themselves. But I mean, we are in I mean, EDF, we are pushing the Commission and the Parliament and the Council to improve and and, and use as well the same uh, provisions as they require Member States to follow. So, for instance, um, there is in the Web Accessibility Directive, uh, mm-hmm. There is a, an obligation to make an accessibility statement on your website
1: yeah. Yeah, to, yeah.
4: to inform the user, okay, this website complies with this standard, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you have any problem, please contact, and then an email, no, address or a form or something. So for users to, to request content that is not made accessible or is not proper. So uh, we are telling the EU institutions, including the European Parliament, uh, and the Commission and the Council and all the institutions to use the, the same requirements as in the web directive
1: yeah correct because this uh, leads us to the next uh, exactly. subject next subject and uh, which exactly I'm, I'm I was just saying in the podcast when we were recording that while uh, this is uh, showing a bad result for the European Parliament it has it had to happen at a certain point because uh well, the European institutions need to be covered. And basically, um, what I wanted to say is that uh, I, I think that if we wouldn't have, if we would have the European Accessibility Act earlier, then uh, the certain situation which, hap- which happened with the European Parliament and the inaccessibility of their website wouldn't happen, but eventually we didn't have it. So mm. at the end... Uh, EDF did uh uh research with the site improve uh, site improve is a service from Denmark if i'm correct is it correct yeah. is it right they're mm-hmm. from Denmark and uh they are taking care of uh the also of about the accessibility of the uh services and and websites so uh what you've done is uh, you made a Report of uh, for the accessibility of national governments uh, all around Europe and eventually uh, European Parliament uh, <laughs> showed up as the worst student in the class.
4: Yes, yeah, what a surprise, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, what a surprise, especially when you know that uh, you know some people, including myself, spent some time in the parliament. Uh, talking about and working on such things, and you know, yeah. then your contract is finished. You go, you go on with your job, and you think that you yeah. you've done something, and then, and then at yeah. the end, you see like, oh, well, yeah. the results yeah, yeah. are really bad. So, um, um, can you tell us a bit more about it?
4: Well, I mean, this was, I mean, we we thought this was a good initiative to kind of show the parliament that the accessibility should be taken into consideration from, from from scratch, from the beginning because, you know, they change the layout of the website to make it fancy, uh, more fancy then they may have a new president of the parliament who wants a new style of the website they include new functionalities uh, in the website but mm-hmm. then they don't consider accessibility when they introduce this, this, these changes or when they procure for example a, a new IT um, tool. For example, lately, um, well, recently they, they launched uh, a new uh, mobile application to promote the participation in the, in the EU elections. Coming this uh, this May, mm-hmm. and they launched this app, the the citizens app, and even the oh, it's most terrible. yeah it's, the it's most, terrible it's <laughs> terrible the most the most basic stuff uh, on accessibility like to 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 mark the the buttons uh, back next things like this were not were not there. So um, with with this report we want to to show the parliament that they need to, to have a more structured approach to, to accessibility and mm-hmm. take it as a, a, as, a, as a core aspect. I mean, a, as they protect, and we, you will know well, uh, the, the privacy of the information, the digital information that is uh, processed in the parliament and so forth, they take into account this privacy and this security aspects of their uh, digital content and their um, content uh, online they need to take into account accessibility as well uh, as an important yeah. aspect as a core aspect so i, I believe this this report uh, which is a you know a comparison of national parliament's websites and and and, and we ask site improve, like can you please add the european parliament because I mean uh, it's very important, and the Parliament also takes this uh, into consideration. And uh, look, the surprise was that the Parliament performed not, not very well, as you said, the, the worst in class. So we hope that they will take this uh, report seriously, and, and they will start working more structured, uh, in a more structured way on, on accessibility, yes, particularly because it's it, it, it not only about the, the, for the sake of web accessibility, it's about uh, is your right as a citizen, Absolutely, to be able yeah. to, to access the information of your policymakers, makers. And, and it's, a, it's a political right as well. So without accessibility, the, the parliament is uh, discriminating people with disabilities, uh, persons with disabilities, because of lack of access, of equal access. So mm-hmm. we hope that they will take note of it and, and, and work right. in a more uh, serious manner uh, in this regard
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about four weeks uh, since you published uh, this report uh, have mm-hmm. you have you had any any feedback from from the parliament so far about it yeah
4: we did the, um, we received an email from the from the unit in charge of the of the website and they they wanted to 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 check the tests of uh, of this which is totally under of, of this report so to, to know what are the bits uh, that, uh, in which they they need to to improve to, to improve but uh, i personally believe and what we've told them is that i mean you need to first of all when you procure a new website to an external web development de- developing company or uh-huh. uh, you need to specifically define the that that you want a website that complies with the web accessibility standard and Absolutely. you know the in the, yeah. the, the web accessibility standard you have three levels of uh, of accessibility level yeah, you a, have aa a, and aaa a and AAA, Yeah, exactly and what the web directive and most of the world um uh, web accessibility legislation they require A. So what mm-hmm. we told them is that you need to make specific reference to AA, but then you also need to go beyond. And, and you need to uh, start thinking on what information you, you want to prioritize and you want to offer in, in, in beyond, let's say, AA, such as in easy to read, for example. Not mm-hmm. many people noticed, but uh, very recently, the commission finally released a web page explaining the EU and so forth in easy-to-read so people with intellectual disabilities can access and then they will be surprised because this happens uh, many times that when you uh, upload information in easy-to-read more people, not only people with intellectual disabilities, access that information because it's more understandable obviously. And uh, and also uh, to include, uh, going back to the parliament website, Real-time captioning, for example. If you're hard of hearing and sometimes um, you ca- the audio quality is not so well, so if you add real-time captioning uh, on the debates, people will be able to follow it better. And then you will have a transcript uh, of, the, of the debate immediately after. Uh, sign language interpretation. I mean, mm-hmm. we have two MEPs who are deaf. and um, However, the, the, the parliament website doesn't have yet... Uh, the possibility you can you can listen to in any eu official language, but you st- cannot still uh, li- um, follow the um, the debates in national sign languages, for example so there are bits that apart from ensuring the basics let's say so the basic of uh, web accessibility they also need to go beyond
1: right right well um i Certainly hope. I mean these, these informations are really uh, as I said earlier, as much as they're discouraging for the moment, uh that's that shows that for the future there is lots of work to be done. Uh, and uh, especially for even for, for people with disabilities who uh would like to study information science and
4: the exactly
1: and the and the web accessibility part or the accessibility in general uh this will show that uh, there will be in europe uh, more jobs jobs required for the for the people who were knowledgeable in the web, web accessibility and exactly the accessibility totally in yeah. general yes,
4: uh, the, the the demand for this kind of accessibility professional. Professionals will increase because it's not just only now public websites. With the Accessibility Act, um, private websites will be also covered. So um, more web accessibility professionals will be needed. More training on web accessibility uh, will be needed. And then um, companies uh, developing, I mean, this kind of uh, WordPress um, companies, they they will need to take accessibility and to inform the the clients like you are using a layout that may not be accessible you need to check this because i mean and from the user side what what i would encourage the listeners um to do as well is not to to i mean we many of us uh, do it like to complain and 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 the good thing about the web accessibility directive is that it will allow you to not only to contact the website but also to to use an enforcement mechanism so if the website of your municipality doesn't respond to you you will be able to use an enforcement mechanism like to contact like your national ombudsman or something like this, on mm-hmm. an authority responsible for accessibility, the market surveillance authorities, as I mentioned before, will be responsible for the accessibility of the private sector. so we need to speak up and then um kind of as we as we did with the parliament to show uh, that um, these parliaments are not performing well on accessibility, and this is basically discriminating us so we We have now social media that we can uh, easily tag institutions and they are very aware of their public appearance and so forth. Mm -hmm. So we need to make use of this redress mechanism and and these possibilities to speak up and and put pressure on both companies and public administrations to really take accessibility seriously.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Well, uh, what to say? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
4: But I think this... all in all I think we are in a in good moments for accessibility in Europe. Yeah, I that's
1: true. That's true. It, I mean things
4: are moving slowly but surely. I I think yeah, it, it won't so happen from one day to the other but uh, I see that it's coming.
1: Sure. I mean so far we didn't have anything in relating in relating to um, uh, the e-accessibility of the of the products and digital accessibility so uh, I can say yeah that we are finally uh slowly but surely catching up and that's that's a good thing. Indeed. Okay, Alejandro. Uh thank you very much for being the first official guest in the EBU Access Cast.
4: My god, yes, thank you. I'm honored.
1: <laughs> yeah. We look forward uh to the future collaborations because I see that uh EDF and EBU have many common uh common subjects. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we started the collaboration and uh, we look forward to have you on the podcast again with something new.
4: Well, <laughs> I'm here whenever you need me. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Demo time for a
2: demonstration. What is up people on EBU Access Cast? it's time for the promised demo of the robotic vacuum cleaner. So the model I do have is called Warburg Cobbled VR200, it's about 700 euros, it depends where you buy it, but it's very efficient. I'm gonna show you the application a bit, I cannot show you how great it's at cleaning, because you know, it's audio podcast, so I can't put up any pictures. But it's Really, really good. I mean, I have to empty the dust container every day I come back home. I have it set on schedule. every day at noon it does its round and sends me a little notification. So let's go into the app and I will show you what it looks like. It's not one hundred percent accessible, but everything you need can be done. okay, let's go in there six
0: thirty eight elite headings Braille screen input big cobbled robot. there we go Opening cobbled robot Cobbled robot, robot is cobbled opened. Robot menu BTN button
2: so as menu you can BTN, hear not button. the buttons aren't uh, too well labeled it said menu BTN instead of just menu uh, but if we start on the main screen flicking right a
0: robot button we
2: can add a new robot. I don't know why the button is present on the screen all the time because you probably won't add a new robot every day we do. Pedo is the name of the robot. It's in Estonian, sort of a funny name. Um, So, yeah. I am ready. I am ready means it's charged up in its charger and ready. Button. It changes. Then there's an unlabeled button, which doesn't really do anything.
0: Play button.
2: Play button. Well, that's obvious. Not very straightforward, but obvious. It turns it on and starts the cleaning process, which I will do in a minute.
0: Cleaning settings.
2: Button. So, when we go into cleaning settings, for example. Options.
0: Selected. House
2: active button. So, spot button. House active is it uh, does the whole building or everything it knows? So spot. Spot means it does like 1.5 meter uh, radius uh, spot cleaning. So you can pick it up, put it where you want it to be, and click the spot button, and it just does its stuff over there. Manual. Manual. You can uh, steer it around. I haven't used it on the app. Um, doesn't see a big point. For me as a blind person um, staring it around probably would be fun but uh, not very useful you can also do it with the hardware remote control which comes with the device options heading uh we'll get more options selected
0: cleaning mode cleaning mode eco quiet longer range uh, eco eco quiet longer range switch button off
2: so I have it off because I'm not home anyway and uh, why not
0: double clean in double click intensive cleaning heading
2: then there we have intensive cleaning
0: Double clean for maximum thoroughness. Switch button on. I've
2: got that on, just in case.
0: Return to start page. Return to start page in order to manually control the robot. Yeah, and ensure that the robot and your iOS device are part of the same Wi-Fi little,
2: network. Little help text here. So, um, we are back on the main screen. Start. And after the
0: I am red. Play cleaning setting. Start. Cleaning
2: settings buttons. We get like labels which also do not do anything. Start. Start. Options. 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 So you don't really need those. You don't have to anything start. see. If I double tap, start. Start, nothing happens here. So the only things you need here are play and options. You can also set the schedule in the app. That's accessible too. Now the setting up of this robot isn't very accessible because you have to actually go in the menu on the robot, touch. The screen and do all those fancy stuff, so you probably wouldn't want sighted access with that. But that's the only thing you have to do with it, and that's um, just once only. And the rest can be done via the app. Play. So let's see how it sounds, how noisy it is. I'm gonna hit the play and let you listen for the robot for a while.
0: Play button. I am. T-
3: So
2: while it's cleaning, uh, we can uh, do a few things in the app.
0: I am cleaning. Button. Pause. Button.
2: So as you can see, the status has changed to I'm cleaning. Pause. I can hit pause, which makes it go. Pause.
0: Resume. Button.
2: And hit resume, it goes. Resume.
0: Pause. Button.
2: and it just continues its job. Um, Stop button. We can make it stop. You don't want to do that because then it's not able to return to its dock. But we have a dock button. When we press the dock button.
0: Base location not found yet. The base feature will become available once robot locates the base. So what it
2: does, it does look for the base after it started cleaning. And uh, it takes a few minutes. Um, It's a bit annoying. But it um, kind of makes sense, because why would you start a robot and stop it? So now it's gone into my kitchen, it's doing stuff there. Um, it's equipped with lots of uh, lasers, lots of uh, sensors, and uh, all that fancy stuff. You can look it up all by yourself. Um, what I like about this, it doesn't bump into stuff. It doesn't really uh, crash into anything, it just steers clear of it. Right, um, it actually should show it on the screen if the base location of the dock is found, but I'm not sure if it has. Uh, I mean, it doesn't tell you it on the screen with voiceover. So, thank you for listening all, and this was a little demo of this robot. Feel free to ask questions.
0: Demo time. Demo time for
2: a demonstration. Seeing AI is an application designed uh, for iOS to describe you the surroundings of a visual world around you with audio. It has color, light, object, text detection, and even currency and market detection. Now, the new feature they recently released enables you to explore photos. While before that you had to take a picture and it gave you like a l- one or two sentences on, on what's on the picture, now you can drag. Your finger around the screen and it will tell you what is on there under your finger. Let's find out how it works. Let me go to my seeing AI. AI. It says, and I have to go to the picture, um, uh, scene actually, it's called scene preview, uh, scene preview, uh, channel. Quick help. and Menu. take a little picture. Take picture. I'm gonna shoot it randomly at my living room and see what happens. Processing. It seems to be wall, indoor. Ah, it's found a wall. Okay, never mind. Let me click Save photo. on the little Share. Explore, photo. explore photo and it just reanalyzes that.
0: Explore photo. Processing. One item detected. Move your finger over the screen to explore. Found a boring one item. Plant.
2: Found my plant. You see, it wasn't there before. And it's actually where it actually physically is, on the right co- side of the picture. Back button. Let me just
0: do another little uh, demo, close,
2: close that off, off and uh, take picture. why not, let's do a selfie.
0: Processing. Close. button.
2: probably a person sitting on a table. I'm not sitting on a table, I think it's so a table. A share. But uh, to photo. be sure, let's explore the photo.
0: Processing. Two items detected. Okay, now I found two items. Person contains text bro.
2: Why did I why did I see bro?
0: Person, thirty-two year old man with brown hair, looking neutral. Person contains text bro.
2: Bro, uh, I don't know what that is about. Uh, maybe it found uh, some wording on my T-shirt. So um, possible text high text. And you can also person
0: quick help button.
2: Yeah, go away 32 now. Year old yep, high yep. 32 I'm trying to back off. Thank you. Close. I'm trying to back off Close. that thing. Um, it can also do... Um, uh, recognize your existing photos. And uh, since I don't know what's in there at the moment, let me just take a photo with a regular camera app. Open camera. And now I'm going to take a little picture. Viewfinder. Just randomly off my table and kitchen here. There we go. Picture taken, and let me uh, go back to seeing IE and
0: channel. Take quick help menu menu. Now we have
2: to go to menu. Close help browse photos and browse, browse. photos. Photo 6:54 a.m. and we find 6:54 a.m. photo processing, and it's scanning
0: it. Scene: a dining room table. A Dining room table. Location: Pod Italian. S- and gives me the location even date. Tuesday, the 26th of March, 2019, 6 am. Share. Reanalyze.
2: And we can reanalyze or. Delete.
0: Explore photo. Explore photo. Landscape. Processing.
2: It's landscape it, because it's a landscape photo. Chair. Not a chair.
0: Possible texts. Processing. Ellipsis.
2: No, you're not processing anymore. Chair. I think it only saw the chair, which is rather boring. That's the trouble when you don't know um, what you what you're taking back a button. picture of. But Date. I'm gonna give it one go. Uh, one other, One another go. Back. Back. I may go back, back. here. Back.
0: But close. Close. Menu.
2: And just take, take a picture it. of my uh, studio side of this room and let's see what's take on picture. there.
0: A desk with a laptop in a room.
2: Oh, cool. Uh, it saw me laptop.
0: But share. Explore photo. Let's explore it. Explore fo- processing. One item detected.
2: Yeah, it still saw one four. item. It usually does more, but, you know, lamp. that's... Lamp. That's a demo thingy. It saw a lamp. For lamp. For weird reason. In the description, it saw a laptop as well, but when you analyzed it, it didn't. So that's a brief uh, overview of the feature. You can also use it when you import uh, photos uh, from other apps. Let me just really quickly do that. Twitterific. Let me go to Twitterific, mm, because usually on Twitter there are lots of app uh, photos. Center stage. Center stage, which is full of photos. Image. We don't Actions know... Available.
0: New at YouTube video at Taylor underscore Fuller. New at YouTube video up, how to spend 48 hours in Tallinn. Featuring at Baltic Ticket, visit Tallinn and at, Swiss at Hashtag YouTube.
2: Cool, and we have a picture. Image. I'm going to force touch on it. Effect. Get actions. actions.
0: Recognize with seeing R.E.
2: And uh, choose the recognize action. with seeing R.E. action. It's analysis, oh, no, the picture of the Twitter ones.
0: Scene. A group of people walking in front of a building.
2: Uh Aha, see, we get an actual picture now. That's what happens when sighted people take pictures. Close. Let's go and Explore explore that photo.
0: Processing. Six items detected. Move your finger over the screen to explore.
2: Now we have more items. Let's drag the finger around on the screen.
0: House. House. 48 hours in.
2: Oh, see, 48 hours in, we get a text as well, which we didn't get before.
0: Person. Tallinn, Estonia. Person. Forty-eight hours in. Tallinn.
2: So this sound means there's no nothing under your finger.
0: Building. Forty-eight hours in. Building.
2: Do we see people? I think we don't.
0: Dormer win- window. Forty-eight. Dormer window. Tallinn. A window. Asteria. House.
2: Anyway, so you get an idea of that all. Um, how it works. It's pretty neat. It's nice and it's free. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been EBU Access Access Cast.